KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. The movie version of Where the Wild Things Are honors the book in every imaginable way, and in ways no one could have imagined until Spike Jones and his crew came along. Maurice Sendak's children's classic is a tale told in mysteriously droll illustrations and 338 words. The movie feels vast in scope, yet it's also remarkably intimate and tender. And little Max, the willful kid in the wolf suit, has found his flawless embodiment in a boy whose real name happens to be Max Records. Like the hero of the book, this Max projects a fantasy world from his yearnings, fears, and anger. But the movie invests those projections with such intense and genuine wildness that it turns their creator into a wizard of id. Spike Jones has done only two features until now, being John Malkovich and Adaptation. Both were strikingly original, marvelously intricate, and very erratic in their plot and structure. They made him an exciting choice to direct this one, though also a risky choice because the Sendak book is essentially plotless. Happily and improbably, given the potential for outraging whole generations of readers, The risks have been managed by taking greater risks and some brave ones. This adaptation is by the director and the celebrated writer Dave Eggers. The script makes Max somewhat older than he is in the book, maybe eight or nine, and much angrier. All that wildness doesn't come from nowhere. He's also a touchingly vulnerable kid with a mother played by Catherine Keener who has never been more affecting, and that's saying a lot. As far as the boy is concerned, I have no idea how Spike Jones got the performance we see on screen. Directors often trick, cajole, surprise, bribe, or badger child actors into doing what they want them to do, but you don't sense any of that here. There's a nearly eerie purity to everything Max Records does. The wild things are wonderful, too, and not just because of the techniques that have set them in motion, live action, animatronics, digital animation. They're given voice, given life, by a superb cast that includes James Gandolfini, Lauren Ambrose, Forrest Whitaker, Catherine O'Hara, Chris Cooper, and Paul Dano. At the same time, the wild things represent an unavoidable risk, since they're creatures of a book that by now is almost half a century old. Will today's media-saturated kids see them as quaint imitations of other monsters they've seen on the big screen and TV? That remains an open question. What seems certain is that the movie will strike a deep chord with filmgoers who've read the book to their kids or who remember having had it read to them. As I say this, I can almost hear across the decades a chorus of parents, including me, acting out the run-on sentences with reassuring silliness. The wild things roared their terrible roars and gnashed their terrible teeth, etc., etc. A few sequences are quite dark, and a very few others are too intense for young children. I'd say don't bring anyone younger than six or seven. For the most part, though, where the wild things are shines in the glow of Lance Accord's cinematography, in the brilliance of Casey Storm's costumes and K.K. Barrett's production design, never has so much been owed to so many twigs 
and the grace of Spike Jones's direction. This is a movie lover's dream. I'm Joe Morgenstern, and I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.